Dream Baby Dream podcast. Welcome back to the Dream Baby Dream podcast. We are ACTC. I'm Amy Kramer. And I am Taylor Clements. How are you today, Amy? I'm good, Taylor. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I worked this morning. Um, So we wanted to talk about straight up our experience with releasing the first episode. Not good. Look, it was, (laughs) I mean, it was fine for me. We had so much nice feedback. Like it's, it's been amazing. People have been so lovely. Uh, I think mm. just because I edited it, I had such high standards and wanted yeah. it to be yeah, yeah. perfect. But And that's totally fair. But we've chosen, we've done a few interviews and the interview that we've chosen this week definitely ties into how we've been feeling this week. Um, it, it, it was very anxiety inducing and you kind of have this sense of rejection and you, you feel like you don't, you're not good enough you know what I mean like you you always feel like this you can do more you could do better in that you know so yeah my whole thing is I struggle I try to be a perfectionist all the time and this is just not the industry for someone who wants to be perfect um, which I've learned over the years Mm -hmm. Um, and so even listening back I would just like to formally apologize for how many times I went do do that a lot oh, I didn't even notice my it my god I've never <laughs> noticed it until I listened to myself on record it, it was so annoying to the point where I, it was too much effort to get rid of them all so I just left a few of them in but I'm going to be really cautious of it um for the next few podcasts so I'm sorry for that no I mean, look it was our first podcast and I'm so happy with how it turned out Me it, too. it I mean anytime that you put yourself out there it is a scary thing yeah you're opening yourself up for rejection basically you're opening yourself up for judgment criticism. and yeah and like, anyway let, let's let's get on to it let's get on to this episode so um amy's brought us a quote of the week will you give us that one please ac i just did the again but <laughs> sorry the <laughs> the quote for this week is by adam driver who is oh, yes. oh, i love him just as handsome as he is talented and he's so tall he's so tall he used to be a he's marine so Oh, he's, he's like he's strangely good looking he's like he's not strange, like he's not like gen like generically good looking. no he's not but he's delicious he's so delicious mm. okay so his quote is acting is really about having the courage to fail in front of people and we thought that was very fitting for this week seeing as the episode is based on rejection yes it is we love rejection we do love rejection do you have any um any rejection stories you'd like to share taylor um love well, many yeah but um I guess there was one time without being too specific, I was going, I was up for a role in a movie. It was only a small role, but it was a big movie. Mm. So I just wanted to be a part of it. And um, I auditioned and I felt really good about the audition. And I actually, I got a call back and I had to put through another audition. And I, I don't know, like getting a call back, you just feel, it's, it's, it's almost worse than not is, getting a callback yeah. because you're, it's, it's like you're almost there. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're just one step closer and then, you know, and obviously, I, I didn't get it after my callback. And so you just feel so much worse because you're like, oh, well, they liked me, but then I sent something else and I must have done something that made them not like yeah, me anymore. Yeah, you go, well, why did they? Yeah, they, they, they liked me and then I showed them something else and then they decided that they then didn't they like me. Then they saw too much of me and they didn't yeah, like me. Literally. <laughs> so I think, I mean, and I think because I had worked myself up so much for yeah. that particular one that I was just really, it 
it was gut-wrenching when I didn't get mm. it. And, of course, we, I didn't find out that I didn't get it. I just never heard back and then the movie came out and that's, I was like, well, that's I didn't the worst get it. part. <laughs> you're wondering, you're waiting for that call and then you see a post on, like, the film's yeah. Instagram or something with the cast yeah, and the and person like, who's well, been cast in your role. That is, that is not me. No. Yeah. What about um, you, AC? Do you have any uh, oh, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching? You know that I do. Um, every day. <laughs> It happened this morning. I'm just kidding. Mine is to do with acting school. So I've been trying to get into drama school for quite some time now. And I auditioned for NIDA two years ago at the National Institute of Dramatic Art. For those who don't know, it's in Sydney. It's the biggest acting school in Australia. And I actually ended up getting a call back, which, as you said, Taylor, makes makes it worse. (laughs) much much worse. worse. (laughs) Because NIDA to me had always been like this unattainable thing it was like I'm just going to audition you know probably won't get in but the minute that I got a call back I was like I'm in I'm moving to Sydney <laughs> I need to get my affairs my in order changing. I have to say goodbye to all my loved ones like my mum <laughs> cried when I told her I got the call back because she's like you're gonna leave me for three years yeah. and like I was getting emotional too like don't want to leave you yeah. <laughs> little did I know no getting a call back doesn't mean that you actually get in the school so I went to the call back and this makes it even worse too. I did a really good job. Like I thought I'd be great. <laughs> the best I've ever done. Like, yeah, it was, it was such a great experience. Like it was like a workshop. Everyone was so nice. The teachers were amazing. Um, so I did what I thought was <laughs> the finest acting I've ever done. And then they said, all right, everyone just step out of the room and we're going to have a little chat. And so we stepped out of the room and I'm just sitting there thinking, wow. <laughs> I'm going I to NIDA. I'm going to NIDA. Can't I can't wait I to go in it. there and get the good news. I am famous. Next minute, they come out and they say, we're very sorry. We're actually not taking anyone from this group. And I guess the only comfort in that was there were so many talented people in that group. Like so many. So I thought if I didn't get in, like this yeah. guy's going to get in or this girl's going to get in for sure. And they didn't get in. So mm. it just goes to show that you can be talented. You can be a good actor. It could yeah. have nothing to do with you. It could just be that you're not the type of person they're looking for yeah. that year. Before we crack into the interview with our guest, Nicola Harkin, we're going to talk a bit about our obsessions this week. Yes. And then we'll crack into the Oscars. The Oscar nominations that have been released today. How yeah. good. Okay. So my, actually, you you say your obsession first my obsession okay my obsession is based off something that i did on the weekend i I know what it is already (laughs) (laughs) no so on saturday night i went to a concert and it was for the band the amity affliction and it was amazing it was fantastic i was in a pure state of happiness it has been so long i mean i haven't been to a concert like not counting festivals but not to a concert since pre-covid and I only work to travel and go to concerts. So the last two years have been shit. Miserable. Yeah, but honestly, it was one of the best experiences. So this week, my obsession has been not only the Amity Affliction, but just like heavy metal music in general. Like it's concerts. really just... Yeah. Yeah. Mine's crime documentaries. I watched The Tinder Swindler on Netflix. Isn't it good? It's so good. Okay. Um, I don't want to say too many spoilers, but um, basically someone gets swindled through tinder <laughs> definitely watch it it is so interesting and it's actually the way he has swindled them was so smart to the the point i don't want to spoil it but the point that he <laughs> he did not get the punishment that he yeah no, I've, I've heard that yeah yeah um so definitely check it out okay so i'll go home and watch that and you'll go listen to go... Me and Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go that far Okay, let's jump into the Oscar nominations. So we're going to go through the four main categories. Amazing. So the first one is actor in a leading role, 
we have got oh i just realized i'm gonna have to pronounce the names correctly i think it's javier yeah javier bottom <laughs> sorry if this is incorrect benedict cumberbatch andrew garfield oh will smith we know who we want to win this one <laughs> And Denzel Washington. And actress in a leading role, we have Jessica Chastain, who I love. Hmm. Olivia Coleman. Oh, love her too. Penelope Cruz. Nicole Kidman. And one of my favorite actresses, don't come for me, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I actually have a feeling she's going to get it. I hope she does. I know you do. I, Amy's in love with Kristen Stewart. I'm in love with Kristen Stewart in every way. And <laughs> anyone every who wants way. to tell me she's not a good actor, just get out of my face. All right. Um, best director, we have... Belfast. Oh, sorry, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> Let's, okay, keep that in there. Kenneth Branagh, Rusuki Hamaguchi, um, Paul Thomas Anderson. That's a, you got the easy one. Um, Jane Campion. Yeah, we have a woman in there. That's that's fantastic. And Steven Spielberg. Oh, he's the worst side story. <laughs> he's one. <laughs> Don't get to him. Okay, best picture. Now we have Belfast. <laughs> then we have Coda. We have Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, June. Shout out to Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. We love them. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I yeah. actually haven't seen a lot of these films. To be honest, I've seen none. I've seen half of Don't Look Up, and that is it. Um, that's all right. But we are excited either way. Um, and we're going to get into the interview. So as I said earlier, we are interviewing Nicola Harkin of the Warehouse Workshop. She is an absolutely incredible human. So introducing our guest, Nicola. Hello, Nicola. Nicola Harkin, Warehouse Workshop Screen Acting Studio. This is Nicola. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, good. very good. Very good. good. For those of you that don't know, Nicola is the admin. The admin? Uh, the admin. <laughs> oh, okay, she's more than admin. No, that's what I meant. She's Reduce like my whole no, being down to like, one word. What's your actual role? Can you? She does a bit of everything. At the Warehouse Workshop? Yeah. Um, I don't – well, it's technically it administration admin. associate and, and, and digital marketing, but it's not. It's That's the official role, but it's just changed into so much more. Yeah. Um, anything that needs doing, that's my role. Nicola. <laughs> yeah. So, Nicola, tell us about yourself. Um, what did you do prior to working at the warehouse? Oh, so prior to working at the warehouse, I actually used to be a lawyer. Oh, I wasn't a lawyer for very long. I did, I did the full degree, I studied, I did my um, postgraduate practical legal training, um, my placement, I worked as a law clerk for about eight months-ish, and then I got admitted as a solicitor, signed my name in the little book of lawyers wow. in the Supreme Court of Queensland, wow. and then Scary. I worked for six months and I quit, There's and I have had no up. desire to go back since. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started studying acting. So yeah. did your passion for law sort of wane when you were doing the degree or is it once you finished and you realized that it just wasn't for you like when did that start to change so I don't I don't know if I fully had a passion for law I found it interesting um but it was more like when I was at uni I had to stay at uni I loved the uni life so much that I was like well I have to be studying something so I ended up finishing the degree and going along with all of that and and everything but um I always thought the law was something that I could do for the rest of my life because it's constantly changing. Every case is different. There's so many different areas. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting and it uses your brain and all of that sort of stuff. But when I actually got to practicing it, 
I realised that the actual law um, is about maybe 20 to 30% of the job, and most of the job is um, conflict management and about the money. Okay. And uh, the firm that I was at was a little bit toxic um, in, inside the firm. Uh, there wasn't a lot of support for junior lawyers. Um, I felt like I couldn't do a good job, and so that just all got to me and I quit and then instead of applying for new firms and new jobs I just thought actually is this what I want to do with my life am I going to wake up 20 years from now and be like wow I wish I did something different yeah so I I just started studying acting and um haven't looked back haven't looked back was acting something you always were interested in or did you just kind of stumble across it like how did that start for you I was always interested in it I mean ever since I was a little kid I loved just any sort of performance and everything like my cousins and I used to put on grease and act it out as it was happening you know Um, you're Sandy surely no actually I was Danny my cousin my older cousin claimed the role of Sandy and of course I wanted to be a lead so I had to be Danny of course um we made my little brother be cha-cha you know like you're a Rizzo Taylor you're a Rizzo (laughs) maybe Little bit. I think Amy's a Sandy. Yeah. Amy's like, I brought it up because I want to <laughs> yeah. be Sandy. Yeah. Um, no, and then, um, and my cousins and I, when we were kids, we used to write like little one act plays that were just made no sense and we would perform them in front of our <laughs> yeah. family and did speech and drama as like an extracurricular through school. Mm, yeah. It was always uh, like my little, I don't know, release where, mm. you know, when you're a kid and you just don't know how you meant to behave or whatever, it was like mm. that time each week where you can just be as crazy and as weird as you want and it's encouraged yeah and it was yeah so I, I sort of did that all through school and then stopped when I went to uni and I've, I missed it speaking um, of acting um we have asked all of our guests to bring us a story of your most embarrassing traumatizing moment in the industry whether it be a you know a horrible audition or something just something that just made you want to crawl something into embarrassing yeah, yeah. so yeah. What have you got? Look, I had I had a few thoughts. Uh, I have a few thoughts about this. Um, a memory just popped into my head that I had buried. And <laughs> like it's, just it's, now? Yes. <laughs> oh and it is, it is from grade nine. Wow. Um, so, I, like, you know, the first thing that sort of came into my head was, like, a, a really, like, an audition that I just got so freaked out about that it just went from bad to worse. And mm. I walked out of there going, oh, my God, I'm never going to audition for that casting director ever again. Yeah. Um, which was embarrassing. I wanted to crawl into a hole and die, but I was like, oh, well. But this, this story, this is from grade nine. Um, drama. Not drama class, but like extracurricular drama at school. We were putting on a play, an inter-school play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it was about, but my role, it was all about like a bunch of different siblings and sort of like an abstract sort of thing. And it was the siblings going to war with each other. And there was like 15 siblings and there was something that it was a bit abstract and sort of like that but I got given the role of the youngest sibling who was a baby (laughs) so there I am 13 years old like um, a baby baby on stage in a in a nappy um and a little and a little bonds tank top and a dummy maybe a bonnet I can't quite remember but um how they is that allowed? What do you I, mean? I don't know. I was quite small at that point in time. <laughs> like, was it a proper nappy? Like, it was a, an, an adult nappy? It was like an adult, an adult nappy, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was, um, oh, God. They got, they had a little, a little pram, and I feel like it was a doll's pram. 
um, like a big doll's pram, but it wasn't like a proper, like yeah. you wouldn't put your actual baby in it. And um, my entrance into the stage for the play was I got wheeled in by like the older sibling and um, they had a, a blanket. So my legs were sort of over the, the edge of it and they had a blanket over me and I just popped my head out and God, you should have heard the laughter. I was mortified, but I was like, I'm a team player, we can do this. And I had forgotten about it, I blurred it from my memory. <laughs> That's so thank you I was so much <laughs> for allowing me to remember that. So as an actor, obviously, we all know that rejection is a huge <laughs> part of what we do. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So we just want to start off by asking, what's your worst rejection or what's the one that sticks out like when you think of the word? I think the one that sticks out the most to me um, and with the one that affected me the most actually was... A couple years ago, I wanted to, I was just so into growing and learning and learning more and I really wanted to like do it full time. And so I applied for WAPA and I thought I did really well in my audition and I got a call back and I was really excited and I did the call back and it was like this workshop and I was like, wow, like these people are great to work with. I did the best performance I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I've beaten it since. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I was like, wow, these people were able to get that performance out of me. I can't, like, I really want to work with them. I was so confident about it. And then um, I didn't get the call to say that I got in. And that rattled me because I was like, if that is my best and it wasn't yeah. good enough to even get into a school, mm. how am I ever going to have a career in this industry? Um, and the reasons for not letting me in weren't necessarily about my ability or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it, that, that really rattled me Mm. and it was, it was, took a few weeks or a couple months to come back from. Yeah. It's super hard. So how did you move on from this and how did it affect you not only as an actor, but as a person? So when it sort of happened, I was like, Oh, you know, like, it's like, I, you know, it is what it is, you know, I'm not what they're looking for, or it's not, I just don't fit into the group that they are casting or, you know, there's a bunch of reasons why. Um, and I was trying to tell myself that and it wasn't about me or my ability. It was about like just the the group and what they wanted and what they wanted that year and, and everything. Um, and while my logical rational brain could get around that, um, what was hard was that, that had become my plan mm-hmm. mm. um, and then my plan no longer existed. And then I, I had a couple of auditions sort of over that summer and I just did not want to do them. I just ended up not doing them. I tapped mm. out. I was just like, um, I'd like I'd, I would do it and I just wasn't happy with my performance and I couldn't get there. It's like I had stopped enjoying acting. Yeah. And that was really upsetting because then I was like, well, what am I going to do with my life now? Like this was, this was it. This was my passion. And now I don't know if I even want to do it anymore. Mm. And that was really tough. And um, yeah, I went away to France for two weeks and <laughs> went skiing. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, you went, did. You went yeah. skiing, yeah. Sorry. Went skiing with my family in France. So that was a nice distraction. I came back from that and I was really jet lagged and then just really sad for a week. Post holiday depression. Yeah, post holiday depression. And then I went um, to Hawaii with my dad for his work trip. Mum didn't want to go and he had a spare ticket. So I was like, sick, sick. Hell yeah. take me, <laughs> yep. Maui, snorkeling, <laughs> all that sort of fun stuff. And um, in the airport, I bought the book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving, Giving Up. I'm reading that currently. Yeah. How funny that you say and that. And it just was able to reroute my whole mindset in terms of how I was judging myself. Yes. Um, and I think 
I need to read it again. But that just was able to completely reroute my whole mm. mindset about like what I'm doing, what I want, where I am. And, it's a great book. Um, and then just having a week by the beach, snorkeling, doing wholesome things, it just sort of... Travel therapy. I came back and I was reset. And then I did class with, you know, Tom. And he was like, in one of the first classes, he was like, that's the best thing I've ever seen you do. And I was Aww. like, what, what? So the secret is being happy? <laughs> the secret is literally not caring. Yeah. Just like, the secret is caring enough to put the effort in, but not caring about the result or not putting yes. the pressure on yourself about yeah. the yeah. result. Yeah. It's just wanting to do your best and purely that's it. Mm. Not so. Yeah get the role not to you know be the best mm. just to do your best. you do it because Absolutely. you love it yeah and yeah. you got to remember that i can't remember who said it but someone said that an actor's job is to audition that's tom tom that was From, tom i yeah. always think of that well yeah. there you go an actor's job is to audition it's not you know what happens after the audition it's literally our job mm. to go to these auditions give our that best and then when it's or done three minutes that you're performing yeah. like yeah. That's he was like he was like for. you get yeah. the audition you've already won yeah. you get yeah. to play the part whether you get to play it again oh, is oh, not in tom. your control that is a direct quote from tom mcsweeney <laughs> and i think <sighs> i'm not sure if this was tom but he he said something like you go in there like terrified, but you forget that these people are your friends. They're wanting you to do a good yeah. job. Like they're hoping that you're the person that they're mm. going to cast. So they're rooting for you before you even get in the room. Mm. And that's what you need to mm. remember. And there are so many factors that come into an audition oh, that so are out of your control. It's not so about whether you're good. It's about whether you look right, whether you're too tall or not tall enough, or if your eye color is correct. Yeah. Or, or um, you could look too much like the main character. Yeah. And, you know, or so you're prettier than the main character. Yeah. So you're not <laughs> It's kind of funny the, you need yeah. to take comfort in the fact that it actually is about your looks sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you are and too sometimes, ugly. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're too pretty. But you're talented. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of auditions, given that they're so few and far in between, I know a lot of people who aren't in the industry think like, oh, we're auditioning all the time. You know, we can yeah. just go for as many auditions as we just want. Just, just, you know, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Um, but often that's not the case and you can go quite a while without having an audition. Mm. So how do you not get your hopes up when a really good audition comes along and how do you deal with the silence that often follows of not getting a call yeah um it's tough i, I think i've just started compartmentalizing that yeah um and getting trying to keep myself busy with other stuff so that i don't focus so much on it um but yeah when you do get a an audition for a role that you really want that you're like this would be amazing it's really hard not to get too excited about it um but you just have to, I guess, try and channel that energy into the prep and into the work yeah. so that, and then into having fun with it. And then you send it away into the ether and see if it ever comes back to you. And mm. just once it's, once it, once you send off the tape or once you do the audition, you just have to try your best to forget about it and be like, I did the best job that I could. Yeah. And yeah. it's either going to be what they want or it's not going to be what they want. Yeah. And that is a really hard thing to get your head around particularly when you want it so bad especially when you think you've done an amazing job yeah. and you're mm. like oh my god like that if That's i don't it. get it i suck it's yeah. like yeah. no you probably did fantastic <laughs> but unfortunately you just weren't mm. the right person the right for fit, this role or, or they've already cast the role that you're opposite and it yeah. just doesn't work chemistry wise yeah. or you yeah. know you just don't know what the issue is and so it's just reworking your mindset to not take it personally mm. And sometimes it can take a while as well. Like 
for example, I went for an audition a few weeks ago and a week and a half went by and I just kind of put it out of my head and I was like, oh, well, I guess I didn't get it. And then I got an email from my agent and she said, all right, they want to see something else. They want you, they, you've got essentially a callback, you know, send in another tape. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I sent another tape and now it's been another week. And I'm like, do I just put it out of my head again or do I, do I have a chance? And it's, you know, it's so hard to find that balance between being excited because I got a call back and I had to send something else in so they liked me maybe this is it maybe I got the role and then also being like but it's also been a week I should put it out of my head I probably yeah. didn't get it and I have to be okay with that mm. so oh yeah callbacks a are a double-edged sword oh. yeah callbacks are a great feeling you're like wow okay they like me they mm. like what I did they I'm doing love well. it but then you but then you start to get a bit more excited because you start <laughs> like, to be like it's closer. wow this is, yeah. it's closer yeah. yeah you can't just be like oh it's out there you know whatever because yeah. you have to do it again and yeah. you know that they like you and so then when you get that rejection from a callback it hurts so much more so, because but then like, you also have the the you know the feeling of like i am doing good work yeah, they actually yeah, like me yeah. so it's that validation mm. mixed with the the close call yeah you know like yeah. Yeah. and you're kind of like well did i send this second thing and then they realized oh no we actually don't like her or is it mm. just because of the things you said before like chemistry or you know you're just not aesthetically right for the role mm. it's yeah it's so tough to just find that balance um, so Nicola, um, what projects have you done recently that of course you can talk about? Um, is there anything exciting you want to mention or just, I don't know, have a brag session? I lately, I really haven't done much in the past year. Mm. Um, there's been a few auditions and stuff, but in terms of actual projects, I don't know. I, um, I have, well, my new year's resolution this year was actually to be more, um, active on my own career amazing and if I'm not getting the roles in projects that I would just start actually making them and I've been saying this for years yeah, this is part of the rejection that. thing I'm already <laughs> rejecting myself yeah. um, <laughs> thinking oh that's a shitty idea Nicola why would you think that that's possible um but no that's sort of what my I guess my news resolution this year was to make stuff start making stuff happen mm. and if it's not happening for me and it's out of my control in that create regard it. then I will create it what I did love, though, was um, last summer, sort of oh, like December and January, I actually did a bit of stand-in work on the Escape from Spiderhead film that's coming out on Netflix soon, I that's think. That's exciting. Um, yeah. With, yeah, with Chris Hemsworth and Miles mm. Teller. She got tell to us meet about Chris, Chris. Hemsworth. <laughs> tell us all well, about actually, him. they did such a good job making me look like uh, the girl that I was standing in for that at the end of the first day, because we're all wearing masks around set, um, he came up to me and he said, great work today. And I was you like, you. I did a great job standing there. Um, so I mean, I'd, I'd take it. I would take it. I, yeah, I took it. I was like, this is the most awkward thing that's ever happened Chris to Chris Hemsworth just, yeah. just said I did a great job today. Oh but I loved doing that because what my job was was actually um, just being on set while they were setting up shots and lighting and camera Just and stuff. Seeing it all. And so I got to hear and listen to all of the DOP, the lighting guys, and how it, that all works. And I learned so much. And then, of course, when the actors were actually on set, I could watch. Oh, it's um, incredible. And it was it was just so incredible being a fly on the wall and not having much more of a job than just being where I needed to Literally. be when I needed to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it actually made me want to maybe start looking at 
getting into production or even just being a, a production assistant on some films for a few days a week or something like yeah. that. Mm. If anyone didn't know, Nicola was in the original, um, what's the ride called? Aqualoop. 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 The Aqualoop ad back in the day when it came out, she, she was the Aqualoop she girl. She was the Aqualoop girl. Back We've got her on the podcast. And we're, 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 <laughs> going we're going to link it. We're going to link it. We're going to link the ad and we're going to link Taylor's ad for Movie oh. World Fright Nights because both are just incredible pieces of acting. All right, Nicola, just to wrap things up, we did talk about your long-term goals um, with producing, getting into more of that kind of things. But tell us a few of your short-term goals. So just anything in the next coming weeks, just anything that you want to smash out. Um, I want to... I have a few ideas for, like, short films and feature films and things like that, but I've never actually put them down on paper or, like, fleshed them out because, you know, you start to question your creative ability and all that sort of stuff. So I think my short-term goal is, like, in the next couple months to at least have written... um, I want to do a proof-of-concept short film for a feature that I want to write. And so I just want to do the, the draft script... For that proof of concept, and see if it could, and see if like, and then show it to a few friends and see what they think about it, um, and then maybe try and get that filmed or get that on board just to do like a just to have something, yeah, just, just to have just a start. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm thinking even that proof of concept could be like no dialogue, but just yeah. you know, um, like a short film, like you know the montage from Up. Yeah, you know that little that thing, something yeah. like yeah. not that story, but like that sort of idea <laughs> yeah. where you don't need words and you know exactly what's going yeah. on, and then that is a proof of concept that can be fleshed out into Amazing. a feature film. That was what that's what I want to do in the next at least get that done in the next couple months. That I do have something that I am working on. Yeah. Um. So then, when the whole acting thing that's out of my control doesn't work out, at least You've got I've got something. Something that I am working on creating, and it can be yeah, the creatively. kick in the butt that you need to just mm. get it started. Okay, well, thank you so much, Nicola, for coming on to the podcast and talking to us. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, we've loved it, and we'll have to go to Wet n Wild again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, now we have our year pass. So yeah, on, like, on, a, on a sunnier day. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Nicola. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you, Nicola. That was such a fun interview to do. Well, fun, but also depressing. Yeah, it's always <laughs> fun to interview your friends. So we thank her for coming on and being so vulnerable. It was Yeah, great. it was a really cool insight into Nicola, into besides Nicola. just the warehouse lady. Yes. <laughs> There's a real human under there. <laughs> no, but um, we're going to talk about our goals of the week before we finish up. Amy? Absolutely. Well, do you want to talk about how your goal went last week? Oh, yeah. I, um, well, since we're recording this the middle of the week of that same week, um, (laughs) I have done one day at the gym. Yay. I am, I'm not hopeful. I'll get two more in. Honestly, I'm very busy this week. She's a busy girl. I will try my best. I'm going to Wet n Wild today, though. So, you know, that kind of counts as exercise, right? We're walking around, we're going down slides, we're tensing our bellies. Um, Great. But yeah, Amy, how did you go with your goals? I'd love to say that I finished my book the subtle art of not giving a fuck but to be honest it fell down the side of my car seat and i think it's still there it, <laughs> i have not i've not retrieved it so failed on that one but i did learn how to edit a podcast so Good. i am very happy and that ties into my goal for this week which is to edit better <laughs> and also i have a self-tape to do for an audition so we're going to record that after this and that's those are my goals for the week 
That's very about exciting. You, TC? I actually haven't thought about my goal of the week, so I'm going to quickly think of one now, and it is going to be to eat more because I'm not eating enough. And, and she's getting very angry, and she's barking at me all the time. No, no, okay, that's not even it. It's the fact that I'm wasting away. <laughs> Someone said to me yesterday, I hadn't seen it in a while. They were like, "Are you? Are you? Are you skinny? Sick? <laughs> are you okay?" Like, I have the opposite. I had a security guard come up to me at Mavers and say, "You've put on weight." <laughs> But he quickly backtracked and said, no, you looked too too thin before. Now you look good. And I was like, thanks, Marcel. Yeah, well, I'm Shout out to Marcel. <laughs> Security guard. Thanks, Marcel. Marcel. Yeah, well, I, I'm too thin, apparently. I need to put on weight. So, good. Oh, um, but, yeah, so, but no, I really am going to be trying to eat better. I mean, I'm like, I just, I'm too busy to eat. I just, I just forget and then yeah. I get angry because I'm hungry. But yeah, my goal will be to eat better, eat more well. Eat more well. Eat more uh, well. I will do English too. And that is what we will leave you with. Eat more well. Eat more well. And here is our artist of the week. Um, she's one of my friends who I work with actually. Her name is Olivia. Bit of a nerd. She's adorable. Bit of an idiot, but we love oh. her. I'm moving in with Olivia actually. So we're going to be spending lots of time together. And that means I will be also spending <laughs> lots of time with her. Can't wait. Um, and so Olivia's song is called ECT. It stands for electroconvulsive therapy. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Olivia's not doing well, guys. Interesting. <laughs> um, no, she's fantastic. Um, we're going to play the song at the end of the episode. Um, we'll do a shout out for her Instagram, which is at live, laugh, love. <laughs> I will spell that for you in the show notes. I love that. <laughs> she's silly. <laughs> Um, but no, she's great. Here is her song, and thank you. Here is her song. And <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> this is the hand of a stranger. This is the face of a ghost. This is having first day sex. Without taking off our clothes This is head over heels Before we've stretched This is thinking it's real But you don't know me real yet And I know that I am at least the parts of me that I have shown But you haven't seen how I am when I'm home You haven't climbed to love my burning bridges Haven't felt the heat of all my misgivings You haven't seen me scratch at my skin
Tracing footsteps that someone else left in the snow And I'll cut away the parts of me that I'll never see as perfect Running with an open wound and a beaten skull You say it's fine, let's just keep moving, we can fix it as we go Bleeding on the ground, you said baby you're not dead Wiping away tears This is getting up Finding somewhere else to live Wash away all the blood